Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to personally invite you to be part of our next workshop coming up September 30th through October 2nd in Pennsylvania. So call us today at 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Welcome to Pure Sex Radio, training men, educating women. Are you ready to get real and start living each day in purity? This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Pure Sex Radio brings you the best in mobile talk radio. Listen to real life struggles, learn how to overcome lust, pornography, and sex addiction, and get serious about purity. Your hosts for Pure Sex Radio are Jonathan Doherty and Stephen Cervantes. Jonathan is the director of Be Broken Ministries and founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop for Men. Stephen is the founder of the Hope Counseling Center. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this week's edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad to have you with us. My name is Jonathan. I'm here with Stephen. Stephen, how are you? I am blessed today. Thank you for asking me that. Excellent. Well, folks, we want to let you know that we are on Twitter, and we would love for you to follow us on Twitter at Pure Sex Radio. Also, that's a great way for you to let us know about maybe uh, show topics that you'd like us to cover, just uh, or any other questions you might have. You can either tweet us there at Pure Sex Radio, or you can send us a direct message there. But let us know uh, your feedback and also just any uh, show suggestions or questions you might have. Again, it's on Twitter, at Pure Sex Radio. So Stephen, uh, you are going to present us with a topic that I am going to need a bit of explanation <laughs> on. Stephen and I were talking off oh, air about, about this, and I'm so I'm I'm struggling to connect some of the ideas that you're going to be sharing here, but you are brilliant at this, and so I'm sure you're going to help us all understand so, this idea of power and immaturity. There you go. Thank you. So so if at the end of this we end up in a different place, that's okay. Yeah. This is a dialogue, and I want to propose a thought. And, you know, just because we start somewhere, we're all learning and growing. We may end up in a different place, mm-hmm. and you may we may disagree at the end of this. But I had this thought, and I wanted to roll it out, that there is tremendous power in immaturity. Now, that's sort of a a funny way to say it, because I'm not saying immaturity is good or bad. 
I'm just saying there's power in immaturity. Now, there's also power in maturity, but we're not going to talk about that right now. We're going to talk about how powerful immature people are and why is it powerful and how does it make them powerful and is it a good power? Because, mm-hmm. right, the question is, just because you're strong, how do you use your strength? But when you use strength and immaturity, it still makes you strong, but you're immature. So let's just talk about that a minute. Because with immaturity, we just repeat, right? Whatever we learned in, in youth, we just repeat it. It's very known, we don't have to change. Uh, we don't have to grow in immaturity. We learn something that that made us feel safe and strong, and we repeat it. So let's help, help me first of all. Just kind of wrap my head around maybe some definitions. When okay. you're when you're saying immaturity, give me some some visuals or some pictures. Yeah, or some I'm ideas really thinking of, of a guy who's not growing. Okay, so maybe there's a childishness to it in terms of emotional responses or behavior or... That's a good way to say it, right? He picked up a child skill. Some people throw fits, right? Mm -hmm. It's very powerful to throw a fit. What do they do? Repetitively, throw a fit, scare everybody, use fits. Some people are angry. Some people are lost. Some people run away. And I think there's great strength in that. But it's a it's sort of a bad behavior misused. Well, you, when, and when you say strength in that, are you talking about just it creates a sense of safety for the individual or allows them to push people away? Or I mean— All of that. Okay. That's right. You can push people away. You can really know and practice one thing over and over again. You don't, have, you don't get confused. You don't get lost. Just do a very small thing over and over again. And it makes you— very strong. And so if I if I practice not talking to someone, okay? You look at me and I just I mean you talk to me and I just stare at you and I don't talk. Now, I'm very powerful because you don't know what's going on. Right? You think is he mad at me? You have to guess. When somebody is silent, you have to guess. Right. Are they mad? Are they sad? Are they sick? Do they want to run away? Did I do so- You sort of get goofy in the head when someone's not talking. But it's very powerful for the person to not talk, and they're very comfortable in their not talking. Well, as you're saying this, and maybe this will help clarify it for me and for some of the listeners, as you are saying this, the first thing that pops into my head is when you are, uh, let's say you're in a church service, and the pastor is preaching, and all of a sudden you hear a six-month-old baby just start to scream, the top of their lungs. Yes. Does not that start to command everyone's attention? That's right. That's it. And that's very powerful. A A child screaming commands a crowd. And I'm not saying that that kid is willful, you know, but it's the idea here is you have a response that occurs that starts to shift how everybody else is going to react. And so what I'm hearing you say is the power in the immaturity is that if you've got a 40-year-old man that is essentially throwing the temper tantrum of a two-year-old, he is going to shift how everybody around him reacts. That's right, and that's the power right there. My immaturity uh, anchors me, and it forces you to act a certain way. Mm. I'm going to be very predictable. 
And so, you know, the, the way this sort of came to me is, you know, when we do these men's retreats, some of the guys will say, well, I don't know. I said, what are you thinking? I don't know. What are you feeling? I don't know. What happened? I don't know. And it's like, oh, my goodness, you're very powerful in your ignorance. Mm. And you're very powerful, and you're commanding our conversation. I'm asking you questions, and you are very powerful. And really, I would frame it this way, in being lost. Whoever says, I don't know, is really a lost person. Because they, they're going, I've never thought it through. I don't have very mature thoughts. I, I don't press in and, and explore. I, I don't know. So I use my little tool. I don't know. That person is very powerful because they sort of come in. When I ask a question that, that a healthy person might engage in, this person says, I don't know. I don't know. Or a healthy person might at least explore. Yes, that's right. So there is power in immaturity. And because, one, it's known and there's some comfort on the part of the other person. He just says, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And he can rest. He doesn't have to know. He never has to know. He's lost. And I go, well, do, you know, would you like to learn? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm stuck. I'm trying to help you. But if you don't know, you can use your immaturity in a powerful way and hold the whole system captive, mm-hmm. right? And not... It, I mean, it's powerful. That's why people do it over and over again, because immaturity is very powerful, right? Yeah. I mean, does it start to make sense? This person knows what they're doing. They're very comfortable. It's their world. And when you hunker down in your world and you make everybody play by your rules, you sort of dominate, mm-hmm. right? Because if let's say you use anger a lot. Well, what do we want to do? Not make you angry. Mm-hmm. And how does your immaturity make you powerful? You just yell. Every time you have any pain, you yell. Anytime you're uncomfortable, you yell. If you don't like something, you yell. Somebody's doing something, you yell. Somebody makes you mad, you yell, right? There's power in yelling, right? But it's sort of immature. Really? You got to yell about that? Mm -hmm. Somebody didn't bring the mail in and you want to read the mail and you're yelling, get the mail, who didn't bring the mail in? Or You know what I mean? Whatever you're complaining about, it's powerful, it's, it's an agenda, but we're stuck. And that's what I want people to hear. It's powerful, but you're stuck. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? Well, as I'm thinking about this, I'm, I'm thinking, man, this obviously doesn't bode well for relationships because everything you're saying there is making any relationship. And I'm not talking about just marriage. I'm talking about a father with a child, I'm talking about a, with a coworker or with somebody else in the community. It's making the any kind of relationship extremely lopsided in one direction, where there's not a kind of a balance between the two entities in the relationship. Oh, as that's a, good. Because a healthy relationship, there's a balance there. Mm-hmm. There's a give and take. There's an ebb and flow. There's, there's, there's a power. There's a, there's you there's a decide. rhythm. I decide. And what I'm yeah. hearing you say is when there's this person that has kind of embodied this immaturity, everything tilts towards them. That's right. So that's the power piece, That right? is the power piece. You got it. So the other person stays small. And they're fine. And they're comfortable in their smallness. They don't have to learn anything, right? Just do the same thing you did when you were little. Um, so we've done lost and we've done anger. Um, and, and so, okay, be a pleaser. Always pleasing, always pleasing. 
Oh, are you okay? Is everything okay? Is there just please all the time? Please don't stop. Don't think. Don't let somebody else lead. You lead. You please. You fix all the time. You jump, and so too much of that is like, hey, dial it back a little bit. Why are you running over me? I could be an adult too. Oh no, no. You have to show us how good you are. You're stuck in being good and being the pleaser. Nobody else. Are we going to train the kids? No. Mother's going to overdo it. And the babies are going to stay babies because mother's overdoing it. And mother needs to do the same thing because nobody gave her value and worth. So she's a pleaser. She's a pleaser. Everywhere she goes in church, she's the one that brings everything on herself. She exhausts herself. She's trying to make everybody happy. It's sort of, it's powerful because it's very known, but it's not growth-oriented. Um, we have to make room for others to be learning around us and and trying and failing and and you know saying guess what guess what I tried this it didn't work I mean that's that's it's risky to do that right well what I'm hearing too is it sounds to me like you, you know I would almost say that the outcome of the this power of the immature is that it it gives them control. And so, because because that's what kind of what I'm yes. hearing is is and so, the hard thing then I would imagine is maturity requires allowing that person to know that there is an end to their own abilities, their own control, their own you know um, sphere of influence, and then there's the other person that picks up their sphere of control and their sphere of you know what I mean, and the immature person is saying no no no. If you're anywhere within earshot of me, I have to be in control. And, so- and I have to do my repetitive thing I do that keeps me safe. Because I think it's about safety. Mm-hmm. I think immature people are scared. That means grow, not growing people are wounded. They came up with one way of coping. Okay, let's stay distant from everybody. Okay, that's the way of coping. They're going to be distant. So in church, they're distant. At home, they're distant. With their kids, they're distant. With their friends, they're distant. And so um, it's very strong because it's like, it's the same old, same old thing. You just do what you've done before, and there's no risk there's no vulnerability, right? If I just stay distant, I can be safe. So really the core issue is I'm scared a lot about life. I don't know what to do. So I'm going to control with these immature tools that I've used, and they're going to keep me safe. And they become powerful because the person uses them and uses them and uses them, and there's great strength in it. So if you run away, run away, run away, run away, that's what you know. That's where you're safe. That's where you rest. But it's not growth, mm-hmm. right? We're stuck in immaturity. And and by running away, nobody talks to you. Mm-hmm. Nobody explores ideas with you. So this this sounds <clears throat> um this sounds like a really difficult thing to break out of then. I mean, how does a person begin to <coughs> even think about <clears throat> breaking out of this? Because what you're describing, almost, you know, this kind of lioness safety blanket that they go back to again and yes, again. Yes, That's a hard thing to pull away. Yes. Because, no, that's right. And in some ways, if you're trying, if a healthy person is coming to this person, even trying to show them, like, like for instance, you get these guys, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Well, what happens when you say to that person, you know, you're lost and try to press in and kind of 
show them some of the immaturity of that, maybe without using that language. Right. How do you help them release that blanket? And okay, <laughs> okay. I'm going to go there. You hold me to going there, but I want to paint just a couple more pictures real quick. One is if you're immature, you don't really talk much because you're not looking for new information. Mm-hmm. You don't listen to other people because you just do the same thing over and over again. You don't challenge each other to growth, right? Because all we're going to do is use our tools of immaturity. And here are some of the tools of immaturity. Anger. Just get mad. Get mad all the time. Get mad quick, fast, first. Get mad. Mm -hmm. Use distance. Just run away. Stay away. Don't engage. Avoid. Sit sit outside. Look down when somebody's talking. Look bored. Do, Do not attach. Now, now distance could be both physical as well as just emotional, And remember what I said. This lady said, I sit in my living room with my husband. He's four feet away, Mm -hmm. and he never asked me a question. Gotcha. We go for hours. So he's using distance, right, as an immature tool for survival. It makes him powerful, and it it holds the relationship trapped Mm -hmm. because we're not going anywhere as long as he's going to use his tool from morning to night. So the tools are anger, distancing, you know, emotionally hiding, and just, you know, just not engaging, just laugh and smile, and somebody says, I'm in pain, oh, okay, <laughs> just don't engage, right? Or lie, or blame other people, well, these stupid people, they did this, and if they didn't do that, always blame, right? It's just a little tool of immaturity. But if you're blaming anyone else, you don't have to look at yourself, sure, right? yeah. Or take control, or make it all about me, Mm-hmm. As long as I'm happy, as long as it's all about me. But do you, do you hear how they're very powerful tools? They limit an individual and they limit a relationship from going forward. Mm-hmm. Well, and they, uh, you know, as I'm going down this list and looking all, at all of these things, I mean, not to be flippant or crass or disrespectful or anything, mm-hmm. but. I go, this is perfectly describing how a two-year-old handles Interesting. life. Yeah, that's right. What are they? It's they about hide, me. They run away. They get angry. They lie. They control. It's all about me. It's, you know what I mean? It's like- And adults throw fits too, mm-hmm. right? When I get overwhelmed, I mean, a two-year-old get on the floor and stomp around, but an adult will say, what's the matter with you? And they'll thrash and attack, right? So you're right. But but the dilemma is we have an emotional system that stopped growing. Mm. And, and I love what you said. Okay, let's confront them and get the machinery going for growth, right? And we hope that at some point they get a chance to hear and press in. And this is going to sound like a sales job for our re- retreat weekends, but we get a chance to listen and look at ourselves mm-hmm. and really explore some of the things we're doing that are not helping us and other people. Uh, and so you have to have a bit of a, a broken heart that's receptive, or people just die. Look, you know, mm-hmm. like, people say, my dad never changed. He was like that, and and he drank too much, and he always drank too much, right? And my dad yelled too much. He always, he never stopped yelling. He still yells at my mom. But, you know, whatever it is, I mean, some people die in their immaturity. Mm-hmm. And they think, look, I'm alive, and I'm strong, and I'm going to, this is living, right? Yeah. But the problem is it's only partially living because there's a time to run away. There's a time to be angry, right? There's a time to assert yourself or there's a time to, let's see, is there a time to lie? 
If there's a bad guy coming in and if you could lie, he wouldn't, you know, come in and shoot. Nobody's in the house. Is there? I don't know. But you know what I mean? I think most of the tools, there's an appropriate time to use them. Yeah. You know what I mean? These tools. But if you And what you're saying is somebody gets wrapped around one or a combination of these for every circumstance in every situation. And the reason I say it's powerful is because a spouse will say, oh, dear, let's talk. And then they do their thing. And it's like they Mm -hmm. control everything. Right? The immature control until they are shaken, awakened, you know, ready, broken. I remember when my wife used to come to me and say, and, you know, this is the the terrifying question for most men. She'd just look at me and she'd cock her head to one side and she'd say, how's your heart? Oh. You know? <laughs> and I internally and externally, I'd start hyperventilating. Yeah, really. like, <laughs> I start breathing. Is it pumping? I would take it literal. Is it yeah. pumping? Is it soft? Am I changing colors? I think my heart's okay. Yeah. But she's going, really, where are you? Right. And are you in this moment? Are you about to do some immature, goofy thing that, well, that's just that it. is the, survival to you? The point there is my reaction displayed just how much immaturity there was still in my system of just saying, we don't go there. We don't go to my heart. Nobody <laughs> goes, I don't go there. Why would you, you know, and so it just uh, showed how much I- That's how you would respond? I mean, No, no, not saying... out loud. Internally, that's what was going on. It's like, she's asking me about a place I don't even go. I, mm-hmm. I hide myself from that place in me. And so why would I let her in there? Now, did you, you know, hear so, what you just said? You said one of your immature skills. Yeah, hiding. Hide. Absolutely. And it makes you strong and powerful, right? And nobody gets to you, and nobody knows. You understand how powerful hiding is? And that's what I'm, what I'm saying then, is that when, when she started pulling on that Linus blanket, mm. it was very uncomfortable. Because she exposed it, and she wanted to pull a lying yeah. blanket off of you, right? And that's the thing that I think I want our listeners to hear is that while you may be cognitively connecting with so many things that we're saying here, maybe you, you are the person who is displaying a lot of this immaturity. Maybe you're in relationship with somebody who's displaying a lot of this immaturity, and you're connecting with a lot of it. And I wish we could say that, well, listen, there's just a switch that needs to be flipped, and then all of this will go away. Let's show you the three steps on how to remove that safety blanket and everything will be great. But I think it's a whole lot more um, terrifying, if I can put it that way, for the person who has clung to that their whole life to then have somebody come up and say, do you realize that's kind of an immature way of responding there? And do you want to maybe grow? It's like you might as well just physically kick them in the stomach, you know? It's it's but, a harder And process. I appreciate what you're saying because that's part that's the reason for this discussion. One, it it's woven, it's very strong. And so you have to recognize it won't change easily. And just a wife saying, Hey, could you do different mm-hmm. may or may not get you the change, right? Right. But there may be an opportunity, right? When something happens and and God cracks the door open. Well, and that's the hope here is that what we're doing is we're maybe putting some language and some pictures to things that have been occurring in your life or in someone you're in relationship with that you go, I've wondered why these things occur the way they do and why is there this sense of uh, helplessness when my husband hides or when he gets angry right. or whatever. Oh, I get it now. He's in control. That's the power piece. And safety and fear-driven. That's right. And And so the twofold thing that I would like for us to be able to wrap the program up with is, one, is how can we help those who are struggling with these 
aspects of immaturity, these tools of immaturity to mm-hmm. maybe break free from that, but also how can we help those who are in relationship with them to better respond to some of those tools rather than simply going along with right, the old routine, right. which is, hey, dad gets angry, and so then everybody just you know scatter to the, the hills. That's exactly right. So I was going to say there's also power in maturity. In maturity. Yes, right, thank yeah. you. There's power <laughs> in maturing, right? Think about it. If you're growing, it's exciting, right? It's new. It's invigorating. You leave behind an old way and you try something and you fail, but you get up and you get stronger and you try it again. And and if you're it's powerful to be alive and experiencing mm-hmm. emotions and growing. So hey, let me ask you this, right? Because there was a time your emotions were very shut down, you wouldn't go to your heart. But what happens now? that you've been shaken and, you know, God got a hold of you and he got you by the ear and he shook you. So now what are you doing with your emotions? Yeah. And and is it powerful to feel and to be alive? Well, I can cry in the presence of my wife. I can, I'm not, I don't hyperventilate if she <laughs> asks me a question. I may not, I, I, I will not um, presume that I am the most skilled or mature man, but I have come a long way in terms of just being able to say, hey, listen, I'm not hiding. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to run away. I'm not going to get out of control, you know? And so there's been a huge change in being able to feel safe enough because now we've had enough experience of me seeing, okay, I didn't spontaneously combust. Mm -hmm. I didn't, you know, I didn't melt into the couch and um, (laughs) my wife didn't run away. Yes. She could hear my heart and and hold it, you know? So it was like there's a safety in that that started to allow me the freedom to say, okay, I'll let go of this safety blanket that I've been holding on to. And it, it, it even sounds powerful as you say it. I have to let go of some old, immature ways. I have to trust God, trust my wife. I haven't died yet. She hasn't trashed me. I mean, I'm I'm sort of vulnerable and I'm learning skills, but you're getting like integrated, whole and healthy and stronger by being on a growth mission mm-hmm. that sort of has a vision and a goal and movement. And is it perfect? No. But it makes you more powerful to feel alive. And you know what the biggest difference in the power piece is? Is that before, and this is true of anybody who's using their immaturity in this way, before the power was all of what I could bring. Mm. And that's it, you know, in, in all these immature ways. And it had a certain kind of power, and it certainly was a negative power. Now, though, the power is it's it's um, communal, meaning and relational. When I right? let myself, when I let myself have an end point and say, "Hey, this is as much as I can contribute here," and let my wife have her end point, and we can cross those over. Guess what? Now we have the power of two people. Yes, not just the whatever one person can conjure it's like now there's a there's an a compound power in our relationship because we're allowing each other to kind of have that rhythm ebb and flow back and forth we balance each other rather than it tilting ne- in an unhealthy way well and way. you said it earlier which is beautiful when you go exploring Mm-hmm. You know, one time I was in Washington, D.C., and I got up early to go for a run, and I ran a block or two, and I said, I don't know where I'm at. Turn around <laughs> and go back, because I was down this alley, you know? But if but if my wife had been with me, I'd say, are you okay? You think we're okay? Let's keep going. You watch. Sure, I'll watch. Yeah. The two together can be more, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what you're saying you learned. 
And it's more powerful to join with another and to hope and dream and be alive. Mm -hmm. And so we're hoping closed and mature people are hearing this and realizing it's a false power. And, And we're hoping that people that are so tired realize their spouse is stuck in immaturity because they're trying to control and be safe and they're so scared you know, and they're stuck and it's okay. Breathe and relax and wait on God for to do some cracking open, right? But we all work on personal growth and we remember who is the great transformer and who's the great renewer of minds and who sanctifies, who sets us free, who said we could have an abundant life. And what I would encourage the listeners to do is go back maybe through this podcast and remember some of these immature tools of anger or immature immature tools that are used like of anger and distancing, hiding, lying, blaming, control, me-centered, all of that. And start thinking about um, processing the healthy ways to both respond to that if, if you're the one that expresses that, but then also healthy ways to respond that if, if, if that's somebody in your life that exhibits those things. Because, you know, anger is simply saying, Anger is usually expressed because something of my will got blocked. And the immature way is to just say, let anger explode. Mm. You know, healthy anger is saying, I see an injustice in the world, and I want to use that energy to try to make things right. Unhealthy anger is saying, my will got blocked, and I just want to let other people pay for it. And so when you start realizing, okay, when I start feeling angry, is this righteous anger or is this unjust anger? If it's the unjust anger, then I need to figure out a new way to channel that energy. So I would just recommend maybe going back through those and finding some healthier ways to respond to that. That is where we're going to have to wrap up for this week. We want to help you along this journey. If you're struggling in these ways, please contact us so that we can help you through this process. And uh, we're all on a growth journey together, and we look forward to having you back here next week on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.